Lord, I want to live for thee. Every day and every hour. Let your spirit be with us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in its saving power. <clears throat> Every heart saying, Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee.
contain myself. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Billy. Y'all, if y'all don't do a thing, me and Billy are praising, won't we? Billy, Billy, Billy just have, Billy. <laughs> Billy just having him a time over there in the corner. All. And he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. He's worthy to be from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. He's worthy. Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to preach that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. We begin reading at verse 30. And we move on into Romans chapter 10. And read through verse 4. Romans 9, beginning with verse 30. that you will find there. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Yours may be a little different. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they do not seek my faith. But as we but as as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at the stumbling stone. As it is written, behold I lay Zion stumbling stone as a rock of offense. And whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Let's go on into chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they've been ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes about stumbling over the simplicity of the gospel message. Stumbling over the simplicity of the gospel message message the book of second kings tells us the story of a great and honorable man whose name was Naaman he was a mighty man of valor but according to the word of God he had leprosy he had leprosy and he was guided by a servant one of his servants guided him to go talk to the prophet and that the prophet could heal him. When the prophet, he went to the prophet and when the prophet told him what he had to do to be healed, he got angry. He got mad and he rejected his healing. Yeah, he got mad and, and almost left there sick because 
what the prophet told him just didn't make no sense. The prophet told him to go dip seven times in the Jordan River and you will be clean. It made no sense to him. That doesn't make any sense. There are better rivers around here. He almost missed his healing because what the prophet said didn't make sense. I believe, my brothers and my sisters, that there are many, even in the sound of my voice, who are like Naaman. Many who miss out on this life-giving message of the gospel. And that message is simply believe and be saved. Are y'all hearing me? But I believe there are many who miss out on that message because in their minds it just doesn't make sense. In their minds, it's got to be harder than that. I was recently approached by a young man who had questions about the Israelites. He was asking me about the race of the Israelites. I don't know what that had. He, he wanted to talk to me about the race of the Israelites. And I, I knew from the beginning that he was trying to draw me into a conversation about race. And rather than get caught up in what I knew was going to be controversy, what he meant to be controversy, I just shared with him, while, while I couldn't get into a conversation about their race, I can tell you, I'll tell you what I do remember. The last I remember, my last remembrance was hearing the Apostle Paul praying that they would be saved. That's right. Are y'all hearing me? I ain't going to argue with you about the race of the Israelites. All I know is Paul was praying that they might be saved. Paul acknowledged that they had a zeal of God. But what Paul says, although they have a zeal of God, that zeal is not according to knowledge. Let me say it another way. They shout, but they don't know what they're shouting about. Y'all hear me? They have a zeal, but it's not according to knowledge. In this text, Paul refers to Israel, God's chosen people as having stumbled over the simplicity of the gospel message. In other words, these people, the people of God, they were making salvation harder than what it was. We grew up, we lived next door to my grandpa. My grandpa had a great big field right in the middle of town, just a great... Had a great big field, and, and we would often go and help Grandpa clear his field. He was trying to make it bigger, and he would clear and get round. We would go over and help. We'd have to help him moving rocks. And I remember going over, I'd carry my bucket, and I'd be putting rocks in my bucket, and I would lug that bucket all the way over to the edge of the field and throw them out. And Papa said, uh, uh, Richard, you're making this harder than what it is. <laughs> he said, you already got the rock in your hand. 
why you're putting it in the bucket and lugging it. Hey, let's take it on over to the edge of the field. Are y'all hearing this? He said, you're making it harder than what it is. And that's what the Israelites were doing. They were making salvation harder than what it is. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what many people do now. They take the simple message of believe and be saved and make it harder. Y'all ain't hearing me. Make it harder than what it is. They spend all your time, and there are many, spend all the time trying to add a little something to it. You got to dress a certain way. Y'all ain't hearing this. Got to dress it. Got to have your hair cut a certain way. You, you, your dress got to be a certain length. Your clothes got to be a certain. Are y'all hearing me? Some of y'all remember the time when people would come to unite with the church. They would walk up the aisle, yield their lives to him. And when they come up the aisle, yield their lives to Jesus. You remember when the church had to vote on it? I know y'all ain't old enough, but yeah. yeah, rather than to take them in, they, yeah, rather than to praise God that they have yielded their life to Jesus, the pastor would say, what y'all think about it? All right. Are y'all hearing me? We make it harder, make it harder than what it is. Oh, as we mature in our Christian walk and we grow in ways, we, 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 we grow in the ways that we honor him. As, you, as you've been saved for a while, you grow and you learn how to honor him. But don't, don't, don't confuse that with salvation. I was talking with a group of our young people yesterday, a group of these teenagers and some of the college students. I was talking to them yesterday and uh, I, I, I was sharing with them that I always wear a suit to church. Always, always wear a suit, but, 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 but it has nothing to do with salvation. Are y'all hearing me? Has nothing to do with salvation. It is just that I have grown to believe that when I show up for worship, I've grown to that now. I've, I've grown that when I show up to worship. I've just grown to a point where I want to give him my best. That's all. It don't mean a thing. It's just that I want to show him my best. And in my mind, if I'm not going to present my best before him, where am I going to present my best? I hear you. I ain't going to come before him with my best on. Who's big enough for me to wear my best? Are y'all hearing me? I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. I heard somebody, I can hear you right now. God don't care what you clothes. He don't care. About he don't care. That's true. That's true. God does not care about my clothes. But here it is, I do. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. But I have grown. And when I come to think about what he has done for me, it doesn't matter to him, but it matters to me. <laughs> because of what he, y'all ain't hearing me. It only becomes problematic when I try to 
attack what I believe in, yes, sir, I when I take what I try to do, and when I try to tack it on to the plan of salvation. That's when the problem comes, when, when I start taking what I do and try to make it a part of the plan of salvation. Everybody got to dress like me. Everybody got to do, are y'all hearing me? No, the plan is still the same. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved. And I want to submit to you this morning that while there are many who are un that, 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 that there are a whole lot of folk, a whole uh, many folk who are unsaved today because they just outright reject this whole thing. There are some folk who are going to hell just because they reject the whole thing. But there are some folk who miss it because it just seems so simple. There are some folk that just don't believe it. They just reject it. But there are awesome folk who are going to miss it because it just it seems like it got to be more to it than that. And their thinking, it's just got to be more to it. And they find themselves stumbling over the simplicity of this gospel message. Here in the text, Although he is an apostle to the Gentile, he's an, he's an apostle to the non-Jews, Paul, he speaks here out of his concern for his own people. He's speaking out of concern for the Jews, God's chosen people. He's speaking, he's concerned, and his concern is that, that most of them, although they're extremely religious and devout concerning the keeping of the law of Moses, they have rejected the gospel message. Thus, while the Gentiles seem to be growing in the faith, Jews seem to be falling away from the faith. Paul agonized because he knew that as religious as they were, the only way to salvation is to accept Jesus Christ. He agonized because he saw they're religious. <laughs> but the only way to get to Jesus, the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. Paul agonizes over their unbelief. And, but his agony is magnified by the multiple blessings that God had bestowed on him. God had been good to them. They are Israelites. To them belong the adoption, yellow, yellow. the glory of the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong all of the patriarchs from their race, according to the flesh is, according to the flesh, Jesus Christ comes, who God over all has blessed them forever. They had everything going for them. They've got everything going in their favor, yet Paul here has to agonize that their failure to accept the gospel message. So, when we get down to the text, Paul is drawing a conclusion. What shall we say then? What shall we say then? He says, the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained righteousness. Right. Lord, have mercy. Right. And Israel, 
the Jews, who have followed after the law of righteousness, have not attained it. And then he gives the reason. And the reason he gives is because they have stumbled at this stumbling stone. They have taken the message of salvation and stumbled over it. He goes back to the prophecy of Isaiah, Isaiah 28, 16. It refers to Jesus Christ as God's stone of salvation. God gave Christ to be a foundation stone, but to Israel, it became a stumbling stone. So here is the picture. The Jews who had spent all of their time pursuing righteousness through keeping the law, they kept the law, but they stumbled over Jesus. The Gentiles who realized that they were sinners and would never be able to fulfill the requirements of the law, they realized that the only hope we got, y'all ain't hearing me, the only hope we got is in Jesus Christ. So, what is it they stumble over? What is it they stumble over? You see, the Jews could never come to a point of acknowledging that they were sinners. <laughs> they never could. So, if you can't accept the fact of your sinful condition, you will never be convinced that you need a Savior. Are you hearing me? If you think you're all right, <laughs> you will never be convinced that you need to be saved. And then the third thing, they thought that it's got to be harder than that. You telling me all I got to do is just believe? It got to be. It got to be more to it than that. You telling me all I got to do is just have faith? They, 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 no, it's got to be more to it than that. And my brothers and sisters, I've discovered that there are many in the world now who have not come to Jesus because of the simplicity of the gospel message. But it is then, my brothers and sisters, that Paul begins to earnestly pray for his own people. Listen to it. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And then he gives them their props. He says, I bear them record. That they got a zeal of God. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. I got to give them the props. They have a zeal of God, but the problem is that zeal is not according to knowledge. In other words, they shout, but they don't know what they're shouting about. They, they're zealous, but they have no idea. You see, I, 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 I come today and yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. I know people don't understand it. Sometimes people think you lose your mind, but I praise God because I know what to shout about. Yeah, Lord, that's right. Amen. 
y'all ain't hearing me. I, I, I know. I know what I'm, are y'all hearing me? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I know you don't understand it, but you wasn't where, you ain't been where I've been. You, are you, hearing? you don't know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know where he brought me from. Huh? I know what I'm shouting about. And so here it is. For they, let's stay with the book. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ, anybody want to shout, here's a good place. Christ is the end of the law. Christ is the end of the law of righteousness for everybody who believes. Y'all, any believers in the house? Christ is the fulfillment of the law. He is the fulfillment of the law. He didn't destroy the law. He fulfilled the law. Please hear me. Oh, please hear me. He didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. Here it is right here, verse 9, that if thou wilt confess with thy mouth <laughs> the Lord Jesus, it don't get no better than this. Thou wilt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. So we come right back to our foundation. Paul says, he says it best in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, but we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called, are y'all hearing me? Christ is the power of God. The power of God unto salvation. So, my brothers and sisters, now you know why I keep showing up here. Now you know why for these 35 years I've been standing here telling that same old story. Now you understand why I take seriously every opportunity to stand and tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I know you get tired. You want to hear something else. But I got to tell you that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life might get a little boring, but I got to tell you how he suffered, how he bled, and he died on an old rugged cross. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, you might get tired of hearing it, but I got to tell you uh, that they laid him uh, in a barry tomb. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, but the grave uh, couldn't hold him down. Yeah, you might get tired of hearing it. Yeah, but but I gotta tell you, uh, yes, uh, that right early uh, Sunday morning, uh, he got up, uh, he 
got up with all power in his hand. I know it seems so simple, but I gotta tell a story. I've gotta always tell you. To this fountain uh, so rich uh, and so sweet, uh, cast uh, down poor soul uh, at the Savior's feet, uh, plunge uh, in the day uh, and be made complete. Uh, glory, glory uh, to His name. That's why I gotta tell you, uh, I keep on telling you, uh, come under Jesus. Uh, while you have time, come under Jesus, make up your mind. He will make your life brand new, and he will, can I get a witness here? Yeah, he will take care of you. Come under Jesus. Wow. Wow, you. Jesus while you have time. I don't, I don't know what you've heard. I don't know what you've heard. I don't know. Everybody got their own little plan. But my job is to just tell you what the plan is. Believe and be saved. That's it. That's it. I know you've heard people tack a whole lot of stuff onto it. Try to make it harder than what it is. But I come to tell you, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I shall be saved. If you're here today in this house and you're unsaved, what better time? What better time than right now? What better time than right now to just come forward and say, I believe and become a part of the body of Christ. If you're here unsaved, I want to invite you to come. If you're here and you're already saved and just don't have a church covering, I want to give you a covering today. Let me just invite you to come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus while you have time. Somebody ought to be moving. Somebody ought to turn it around right now. Come, 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 come. be moving. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Brand 
your heart and all you got to do is come and confess it with your mouth. Come on, come on. Pray, church, pray, church. Oh, come. Come give your life to him. The Lord died for you. Who rose from the grave for you. Oh, wow. That if you don't know him, amen. That's right. You have time. Oh, give God praise. Come on, somebody else needs to know Jesus. Oh, come. Come on unto Jesus. Oh, may somebody make up your mind. this thing this ain't about membership to a church this is about fellowship in the kingdom yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that the same God who made heavens and the earth is calling you unto himself today Jesus said like this come unto me all ye that are heaven laden and I will give you rest my yoke upon you. Learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your unrighteousness. And right now you have the people of God praying for you just to move. If you don't feel like you can move, somebody will come with you. But give your life to him today. For he will, he'll take care of you. So come to Jesus. Come to him while, while you have time. But you know, tomorrow's not promised. Truth be told, the next moment in your life is not promised. So come to him while you have time. He's calling you. Oh, come.
ask every single blessing. And God's people said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. One has come. Oh, yes. Let me, let me say something. The Bible says, heaven rejoices. And if heaven has the properness to rejoice, we ought to rejoice for one who has come. Give God praise for somebody whose life has been changed. All right, all right. From the hands we have denied your hood coming for baptism. Amen, amen. Somebody give God praise for denying Give God Y'all bless the Lord in here. Amen. Bless the Lord in here. There's a storm out on the ocean. And it's Bless the way. this family. but it's in those who have chosen to take care of the child to bring the child up 
in the admonition of the Lord. Thus it reads this way. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I have asked of him. Therefore I also have sent him to the Lord as long as he lived. And he is lent to the Lord. The purpose of baby dedication is really to be found in the purpose of parents. Rightly understood, the ceremony of the parental dedication. Parents are pledging themselves to obey and the commands of Paul. Provoke your children not to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Ceremony is meaningless unless the parents and those who have chosen to take care of this child dedicate themselves as well as to the child to God. If you will, I want this family, these parents, to repeat after me. If it be your intention to present this child, Rachel Coltrane Curry, to the Lord and to pledge yourselves to bring her up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, please answer everyone, we do. Do you here to this day recognize this child as a gift of God and to give heartfelt thanks for God's blessing? If you do, answer, we do. Do you here this day dedicate this child to the Lord who gave her? If so, answer, we do. Do you here this day promise to give this child every possible benefit of home, of school and of church if you do answer we do do you hear this day ask God's blessing upon her life to guide to guard and direct her through all her years if you do answer we do amen now thus we will pray amen let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this, your child, Rachel. For the Bible declares before the foundation of the world, you called her unto yourself. That you are God of all creation. And even before she got here, you knew not only her name, but you knew the very hairs on her head. Now, Lord, at this moment, we lift up every single person in the presence of our voice that have chosen to say we do. We will dedicate them to you, Lord. We pray that you will continue to open the eyes of their heart that every time they have this child, they've made a commitment to you that for home, for school, and for life, for all of her years, to bring her up in your admonition. The Bible declares that, that we are to teach of the Lord. When we lie down and when we rise up, when we walk on the way, when we have our meals and dinner, we are to lift up 
the holy and the righteous name of Jesus. And now we ask, Lord, we thank you, even in this body of believers, even in Salem churches, our commitment is to always give Rachel a place of home and heart that she will know the Lord Jesus Christ. She will know that he lived for her. She will know that he gave himself for her. She will know that he died for her. She will know that he rose for her. She will know that even right now he sits at the right hand of the Father giving himself to her for the benefit of God's glory. And now, Lord, we say thank you. We thank you again for her life. And we pledge, Lord, that all that we do will honor you. All that we do will glorify you. And all that we do will lift up your holy and righteous name. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask every single blessing. Amen. And thank God. Amen. Give God praise for Rachel. church body and so this afternoon we want to do things just slightly different as we prepare to pray over our students and their parents I want to ask that at this time all of our children would just come first all of our children all of our students elementary middle high college I want you all to come down to this altar first Get as close as you can to the front. Come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up. And then I want to ask their parents and their guardians if they would come behind them. All parents, all guardians, if you would. Y'all scoot up a little bit more, scoot up a little bit more. A little bit more, it's all right. And then behind them, I want all of my educators, retired, current. If you work with children in any capacity, you are our elders. I want you all to surround these families as well. Somehow we believe that all of our children are lumped into this group called the millennials. And they are not. These, what we see before us is Generation Z and Generation Alpha. These are our kids born between 2009 all the way up until the present. And so we know that this generation has technology rooted at the center of their lives and in many respects has taught them a lot about themselves. And so we want to do something just slightly different before we prepare to pray. I want children, I want you to repeat after me. 
right? Want you to repeat after me. This is not what your teachers think about you. This is not what your friends think about you. I need you to know this for yourself, all right? Now, when you repeat this after me, I want you to say it with your chest, all right? So say it with some confidence. I want your parents to hear it. I want your elders to hear it. I want your church family to hear it, all right? We good? I belong to God. I am made in the image of God. I am fearless. I am brilliant. I am a success. I do everything with excellence. I am my ancestors' wildest dream. I am unique. I am kind. I belong to God. Shall we pray? Blessed and eternal God, our creator and sustainer. How wonderful it is to be able to freely talk to you. Dear Lord, today we are gathered at this sacred altar in a spirit of adoration and thankfulness. We thank you, O oh God, for the tender mercies you've etched onto us as we awaken this morning. We thank you, O oh God, for a mind to gather in this holy temple. We thank you, dear Father, for the divine security you encamped around us and our homes as we slept last night. We thank you, sweet Savior, for the promise of peace for the days ahead. Your word tells us to give thanks in every situation. So God, even in our pain, even in our dark moments, even in our frustrations and doubts and anxieties, we give you thanks and praise for all that you are to us. For every good and perfect gift we know comes from you. Now, Lord, we have here assembled at this altar precious children and their parents and guardians and educators and elders. And Lord, if we are honest, we feel torn between worry and hope as we are constantly made aware of the evils of this world. Lord, if we are transparent in many ways, the system that has been designed to see to our children's needs have not succeeded in the manner in which they were supposed to. And so in this country that has been stamped for so long as number one in the world, has led the race in gun violence and we still fight the demon of racism and poverty and homelessness still abound. Our economic stability is still shaky and our political systems have been laced with toxic personality-driven campaigns. And in all of this, we ask the question, dear Lord, how are the children? Oh God, you have been our help in ages past and our hope for years to come. We are assured that you will continue to surround these children with your unfailing love, propping them up with your mighty hand, filling them with your spirit. And so our petition today, dear Lord, is to ask that you give the village 
give the elders, give the parents, give everyone who is charged with caring for our children the awareness to keep their needs at the forefront. Help us, oh God, to be attentive to their concerns. Help us to be advocates for their safety in a country that does not seem to value their lives. Give us the strength, dear Lord, to stand up to powers and personalities that want to limit their success by banning books and retelling an inaccurate historical narrative. God, we need you and we trust you. Not for one thing or not for another, but for everything. And so as we get ready to close this prayer, we believe by faith that our children's needs will be met. Give them, oh God, a hunger to grow deeper, to press forward and to aim higher. Put in their hearts the persevering spirit of their ancestors, those who took the sting of an unjust suffering and turned it into a lasting impact. Let them never settle, for it is not failure, but low aim that is sin. And above all, O oh God, let our children feel your spirit within them. Let them be guided by your spirit, and in all that they do, let everything be for your glory. And so, O oh God, as we prepare to go back to our seats, we want our children to be reminded that this will be their testimony, that they were hard-pressed on every side, but they were not crushed, that they were perplexed, but they are not in despair, that they may have been persecuted, but they are not forsaken. They may have been struck down, but oh God, they are not destroyed. And so this is our earnest prayer. In the name of the one who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. It is in the name of Jesus the Christ that we pray and ask it all. Let the church of the living God say amen. right now that everybody not only in the building but even those virtually prepare to give quick prayer Lord we thank you for being a God who has supplied all of our needs 
according to your riches in glory. And now, Lord, we simply thank you for the opportunity to give unto you. We ask that it be given with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Lord, we ask that every gift be given to the upbuilding of your kingdom. And that somebody in this world would be touched by the giving of the people of God. So now, Lord, we pray now unto him who's able. Lord, we learned it today to keep us from stumbling. And the God who's able to present us before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God glory be majesty be dominion and authority may it be both now henceforth and forevermore and the people of God said together On Cash App at Dollar so Sign The Church with Zeal via the Gibbify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.